Hi, Instagram family. We are live. Yes, we are. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Truthful Thursdays, where we discuss trauma and families healed and revealed. How are you guys feeling today? I'm feeling better. I'm feeling much, much better, uh, you know, and man, I tell you, life, life will teach you. You know how they say growing up when we would disobey our parents and our parents would say, if I can't get to you, the world will teach you. Y'all ever heard that? And for the life of me, I never understood why parents would tell their children that. It's because when you say things like that, that actually points back to the lack of control that you have over your child, right? And so um, as an adult learning, I'm learning so much, so, so, so much. I, as a child, I was neglected. And I missed a lot. I missed a lot of fundamental uh, life lessons. I li- I missed a lot of fundamental teachings, how to, you know, act, how to be, how to maneuver, how to live. You know, I literally spent 29, now that I'm 30, 29 years of my life simply surviving, simply surviving. I, I, um, one thing I knew how to do was get a job, right? Keep that job. Okay. And pay bills, right? I knew how to be relational in the sense of sex, not in the relational aspect of building of a foundation, I lived how I wanted to live. I was a latchkey kid, you know. I I I just it, I wasn't raised the way God intended for me to be raised, right? And so, in my life now, God is husband. He is a husbandman to me. He is shepherding my life because God says, "My sheep hear my voice." and will not entertain the voice of a stranger, which is the devil, right? And so today on Truthful Thursdays, we are going to talk about family secrets. And this this journey with God, it's pure bliss. Now, I get angry sometimes, you know? I question like, God, like, why? Why did I have to go through these things? Why did I have to experience rejection and hate? Why did I have to experience people leaving my life? Why could I not keep anything good, right? And I kid you not, a lot of times we ask those questions. And like my pastor said today on his live, Pastor Keenan Bridges, Dr. Bridges, he stated, you don't know the the oil, that is on your life, the anointing, the anointing of Joseph, right? I'm telling y'all, you know, and God, he he's amazing. If you will allow him 
to lead and guide you, he will do just that. But because he's a gentleman, he will not force himself on you. He, he will not do that. He did not create us that way. He created us with wills, meaning that we have the opportunity to say yay or nay, right? And, you know, we as Christians, we say, Lord, Lord, I welcome you in. Lord, take over my life, right? We say, Lord, come in and take over my life. Okay. I'm here to tell you, like, a lot of times we don't know what we're saying. It just sounds good. And I mean, it's not to say that you're not genuinely meaning what you say, because I'm genuine in what I say, but we don't quite understand what we're saying, right? And a lot of times I've seen a lot of like TikTok videos and Instagram videos where people say, if God, see, God gives us the promise. He always does. He always tells us what he's going to do. And that's what's so powerful about God, right? But when he tells you the promise, he don't tell you all that you're going to have to go through to get to that promise, right? Because honestly, if he was to tell you, if he was to map it out, if you were to see, you're going to have to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G all the way through. We'd be like, oh, no, no, sir. No, thank you. We would. And we would do that because God's ways are not our ways. God says in his word, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. They are higher. And because we have been programmed, we have been programmed in this life according to this world under the direction of the devil. We do not live according to how God has ordained. And so when we get saved, God, he's a husbandman. He's a husbandman to men and to women. And what a husbandman is, is like a farmer. They, they plow the ground of, of, the, of, of the land. But God, he plows the, the, the heart of us in order to plant the seeds so that we can have an exponential harvest in Christ. And let me tell you something. That process, baby, ooh, if I could be honest with you, it is not a pleasant one. It's not a pleasant uh, process, especially when you're not really wanting it. Even when you do want it, it's still not pleasant because it's uprooting who you have been all of your life. The family tra traditions that you have believed, the the shaping of, of the, the teachings and the ideologies that we have been taught in life, God is literally plowing. He is literally digging that, that crud. He is literally digging that, that dried up soil that, that is hard, that he can't do anything with. And he is literally plowing at it. He is literally just, uh, you know, and it's, and it's not anything aggressive or mean, but it, but it don't feel too good. Right. It's just like correction of a child. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good when a child is corrected, when they are spanked or when they are punished or 
when their things are taken from them, right? It doesn't feel good to them because you're now taking something from me. But as a parent, I am taking something from you so that you can now spend time recollecting what I have taught you and apply that in your life so you will not continue to make the same steps or the same decisions that is causing havoc in your life. And and what I love is that as I am talking to y'all, I am talking to myself, okay? Because uh, Pastor said it a couple Sundays ago. He said, love the correction. He tells his children, love the correction, right? And he says, um, if they don't, I think he said, I whip them again, or basically I will, we'll, we'll, we're going to keep at it until you accept the correction the proper way, right? Right? It, it, it's a proper way to discipline your children. And God, God says that I, I chase you, right? Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6 says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it, right? He will not depart from it. Right. And so as parents, especially in today's time, you know, I really feel sorry for our generation because our future is becoming extinct, like rapidly, like rapidly. And it's because we do not have the family foundation that God wanted and established in the beginning. And so we are living according to the world. We are living according to the devil's way, which is utter destruction. God says that he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. There is nothing good that comes from Satan. There is nothing good about him. He is a liar. He was a liar from the beginning, right? And so... God says that he, he chastens those whom he loved, the sons of God, he chastens, right? And so I'm just thankful because God has been chastening me, right? We say, Lord, we want greatness. Lord, I, I want to I be what you called me to be. But in order to do that, God got to plow your heart. He has to plow your mind. He has to plow your life. God says, a, a man that keeps his life loses his life, but a man who loses his life for my sake shall find it, shall find it. I found my life in Christ. I did. Because before I truly knew Christ in this this, this aspect of my life, I, I was aware of him. I, I knew God existed. I knew that there was a higher power, right? I knew I, I I knew the religious ways. I knew, right? But but what I didn't know is the true essence of having a relationship with God the Father. Like honestly, right? It's like being in a relationship with your loved ones or your spouse or your you know, people that you're dating, that you are looking to be engaged with, be married, right? 
you you take time out for them. You teach them. You teach them how to love you. You teach them what you like, what you don't like, so that it can be a harmonious relationship. It's the same thing with God the Father, right? He teaches us his ways so that we can be called the sons of God because not all of us are the sons of God. We are his people, right? God's people. But are you a child of God? Because when you are a child of God, and I'm getting so excited. I'm telling you, I'm preaching to myself. When you are a child of God, God can speak to you, right? He can steer you, right? And if you get off course, he knows how to get you back on course, right? He, come on, come on back on over this way for me, right? And, and, and parents, you don't go out correcting people that are not your children, right? You don't be in a store and you walk up to a child and be like, hey, stop. You don't do that. You don't do that. You do that to your children, but you don't do that to people that are not your children. Am I right? Right? So all in all, I just think that is beautiful. And I am most thankful, most grateful for the most high for taking time to love on me taking time to build me as a woman, to build me as a child. Because honestly, at one point in my life, you know, I got to a point where I, like I said, I had done all that I knew to do. I I did it, right? And I missed so much as a child. I literally was just a grown baby in the mind. You know, I, I had good ways and I, I knew a little bit about business and I, I learned I, I knew I knew how to get about in life but when it came down to what really matters on how to go higher how to how to be uh, whom God has called you to be and how to walk in prosperity how to walk in wisdom and understanding I didn't have that I didn't have that I was angry I was childish. I was. And so, uh, like the Bible says, when I was a child, I thought like a child. And now that I am a man, I put away childish things. Now that I am a woman, I put away childish things, right? You can always tell when you are dealing with a child, a grown child. You can always tell because of how they think because of how they process, but because of how they feel, right? So I'm so thankful because this is a part of family secrets, right? Because so many generations have gone without God, there has been a major decline in the family foundation because parents did not keep covenant with God. Their children have suffered drastically. And then we raise children to be just like ourselves. And then they go out and raise children just like them, right? And it just perpetuates. It's a perpetual cycle. It never ends until until one person whom God knows will hear from him, who will take a step back and be like, well, why? And well, Lord, how? Right? One who is not so stuck in tradition, right? And I'm that one in my family, right? The the, the generational curse breaker, right? The, the prophet, right? 
the 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 one that's going to stand up for what's right and what's for and what's true even if it's antithetical to the society that i currently live in i'm telling you i always wonder why in life nobody really likes me like i had friends i i had associates okay i i had people in my life but people always seem to go People never, I always felt misunderstood. I always felt like there was a problem with me, but the issue was God has always had an anointing on my life since I was born. And that is why the enemy has fought so hard, so hard, so hard to kill me. I have been in several accidents. I have been taken advantage of. I have, a lot has transpired in my life. But everything that the enemy was doing, he was shaping and molding my mind to not be receptive of God, the true and living God, to not be receptive of what God was going to give me at that point. See, the enemy didn't know. See, he tried to abort me. I'm not saying my mom had an abortion, but that is why God hates abortions, because if the enemy can have you abort your child, then you have now just killed a prophet. You have now just killed a pastor, a teacher, someone who is very important and essential to God's kingdom, right? So if the enemy didn't abort you and you grew up in a family that was not God principle based, right? I don't even want to say Christ Christian like because a lot of Christians believe they have raised their children properly. There are a lot of preacher children, right? PK kids, right? who are far from God, who deal with homosexuality issues, who have drinking problems, who have addiction issues, who have identity issues, who are not walking in their purpose. But how can that be when their parents are preachers and teachers and prophets? That's because that household was void of God, right? They had a form of godliness. And when we as adults and we as parents neglect and negate God's word, that is detrimental. It may not be detrimental to yourself, but it's detrimental for the generations to come. You are putting the generations to come in a position for ultimate failure. Ultimate failure. And so now we have a lot of adults, right, who are mentally childish, right? And all they know to do is to live by gratifying their flesh, live by gratifying their now. And then the devil has masqueraded himself as an angel of light to the point that we live, breathe, and walk in the flesh. We walk by how we feel. We walk by what we think. We walk by what we feel is right. And so when God comes in, right, to plow that mess up, when God sends a video across your screen from TikTok or Instagram from somebody that's speaking truth, you get offended. You're like, please, that's a lie, right? Right? The devil's trios. Get this book called Unmasking the Accuser by Dr. Keenan Bridges. And I I have it over on my table. I should have grabbed it so I could show you. But 
the the three devil trios that the pastor speaks on is slander, gossip, and offense. And you know, I spoke on this on Health Tip Tuesday, and I said the first sin was eating. And I mean, technically, it is right, but technically, it's not the well. It's the first sin of man, but the first sin of the devil was slander. He slandered God's word. When he spoke it to Eve, he went against the truth and he fed her a lie. And it damned everybody after them. Look at our world today. Look at our world before us, right? It's really important, y'all. These these are family secrets, right? Because if you are in the family of Christ, he wants you to know this very secret today. That in order for you to truly have anything with the Father, you must allow him to lord over your life. You must allow him to remove what the devil put in you and allow him to plant good seeds in your life so that you may reap a harvest, a godly harvest, so that you may reap true prosperity, so that you may reap true wisdom. You know, I, I pray and I and I still pray, Lord, give me wisdom like Solomon. Have you guys ever prayed that? Lord, give me wisdom like Solomon. Do you guys understand Solomon was a wealthy man? King David was too. But Solomon was wealthy, right? And so in order for him to have obtained all of that wealth, according to Deuteronomy 8 and 18, I give thee the power to get wealth. In order for him to have acquired all of that wealth, he had to truly have God's wisdom. You cannot have a poverty mindset and think that you're going to obtain wisdom and prosperity. You cannot have a food stamp mind and think that you're going to have thousands and millions in your bank accounts. And that's what's so detrimental about the hood, as people say, right? And I know because I'm from the southwest side of Atlanta. When I go back through those times, when I go back through those neighborhoods, you hear the dialect. You see the poverty and people ask, well, why can't people change? Well, what, what happens is when you've lived in an environment for so long, when you've been around people who are just like you, they think like you, they talk like you, right? Who are just like you, there's no, there's nothing different, right? It's just the same mess. It's the same gossip. It's the same this. It's, it's just the same, Right? And so that's why they said you can take the man or the woman out the hood, but you can't take the hood out the woman, which is true, which is why it's important to have mentors and, and to connect yourself with people who are higher so they can teach you how to move out of that poverty mindset, how to move out of that, that debased thinking. It's the same with God. In order, okay, y'all stay with me now. In order to truly be whom God has called us to be, we must come out from amongst them, the Bible says, right? God told Abraham, 
get your things and leave your father's house. Yeah, come on, Lord. Yeah, leave your father's house so that I can teach you, so that I can deposit into you who I am. I'm, I'm speaking. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. It is an honor. It is a true, true honor, y'all, to be to be sought out by the master and 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 for the master to take time with you and teach you, right? Because God gives the lesson and do understand it's going to be a test. It's going to follow right behind it, right? It's going to it's going to come that's why they had quizzes, right? At school, they would have mini quizzes and then, hey, y'all, we're having a test next Friday on chapters one, two, and three, right? Uh, an accumulative test to see what you know. <laughs> everything is a spiritual principle, y'all. Every Everything, these are the family seekers. This is how we build our family back up. This is how we create a, a future a generation of people who will love God, who will be an asset to the kingdom of heaven and not a hindrance, right? I'm telling you, God is so, so, so good. I I just, man, I'm, wow. <laughs> God is amazing. Like, he is so amazing, right? So let me go over here to Proverbs 13. And I'm going to read my scripture, 13 and 24. And it says, he that spareth his rod hateth his son. But he that loveth him chasteneth him betimes. Right? So I'm going to give it in the natural. Parents who do not discipline their children, God says you hate them. And see, when you're truly in Christ, God will discipline you. He will. And so the Bible says, he that spareth his rod hateth his child. Now, for years, I thought a rod, right? We would think that that would be spanking, right? And it is. And a lot of times people like to denounce God's word in the Bible and they like to twist it. That's the Leviathan spirit, the confusing, twisting, evil spirit. They like to twist God's word to make it seem evil. There is nothing that my God does that is evil. Everything that God does is good. It is good, right? And so uh, I, I want to shout out, first shout out to God, because he is the one who led me to this, because God speaks to me in different ways, right? God speaks to me directly. God speaks to me through Instagram. He speaks to me through TikTok. He used any type of avenues that you are into, especially if you are aligned to him, right? And so I was scrolling on TikTok earlier and I came across this TikToker and I want to shout her out. It's Deja Phillips one, right? And I came across a, the breakdown of this particular scripture of Proverbs 13 and 24 that says, he that spareth his rod hateth his child, right? I'm sorry, hateth his son, but he that loveth him chasteneth him betimes. Okay, so now when she began to talk about this, right? And this is why it's important to put the, the things in context. In the Bible, 
Psalms was written by King David. The book of Proverbs was written by Solomon. Solomon was King David's son. All right. And so that is why generations are important. Children are the future. And so in the Bible, if you read it from Genesis to Revelation, it always breaks down the generations. It'll say in Abraham's sons begat sons and their names were this, this, Shem, Ham, right? Jonah's sons were Shem, Ham, and it breaks down the lineage because all throughout the Bible, God partners with the future generations, the future generations. God does not partner with unbelievers. He does not. He partners with his children, the believers. And that's why it's important for parents to take of the first fruits of God so that you can train up a child in the way they should go. And when they get older, they will not depart. They will not depart. See, if you've raised your children in a ministry or a church, if you're a pastor's kid or anything of that nature, and you have departed from the faith, you gotta check who you gotta check who was really over your household. Because God says, if you train up a child according to my word, they will not depart. So if we are departing from the faith when we get older, then we have to ask who really was shepherding that household. Right? It's as simple as that. God is simple. God is powerful, but he is a simple God. Right? And so Solomon wrote Proverbs. And so putting into perspective that Solomon wrote Proverbs and Proverbs chapter 13, verse 24 says, he that spareth his rod hateth his child. Having to understand that King David and his lineage, they were shepherds, right? They were shepherds. And in a shepherd's family, a shepherd's rod, okay? And you can Google this, all right? A shepherd's rod conveys the concept of authority, power, discipline, and defense of the sheep. Nowhere in there did it say beating your children. Now, spankings, God is okay with because you have to uh, teach them. You have to. Proverbs 22 and 15 says, and I'm going to quote it per the scripture. It says, he, I'm sorry, foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it out far from him right? The rod, again, by definition, it conveys the concept of authority, power, discipline. God calls us to discipline our children. Now, there's nothing wrong with spankings at all, but not every child needs to be spanked. You may see parents know their children. They know what will affect them and what they, you can take outside from a child and that will That'll get them right because they love to go outside, right? You can take what they love to discipline them, right? And so the world has say, oh, the Bible is okay with, you know, people abusing their children. Again, twisting God's word, right? God doesn't want us to beat our children. 
He doesn't want that. And true Christian households do not beat their children. They don't. They may discipline them with spankings and time out and taking away the things that the children love, but they don't beat them. Beating honestly came from the devil. Beating your children, like like full full blown beating them. That is that is uh, abuse, and God does God is not an abuser. He's not right. So, um, a shepherd's rod is relatively short, heavy, club like device, right? So it's it's like. When, when the shepherd is herding the sheep, he'll just, you know, tap the sheep. Like, hey, you know, come back. Let's, we're, we're shifting left. Let's go left. We're shifting right. Let's go right. Shepherds, I've never heard of shepherds beating their sheep with the rods. You don't hear that, right? But they have a shepherd's staff, right? A shepherd's staff represents all that is long-suffering and kind, Right? It is a longer and thinner, it is longer and thinner with a hook or crook at the end. And it manage and sometimes catch the sheep, right? So it, it goes back to Psalms, which was written by King David, right? So let's go to Psalms 23 real quick. Y'all know I'll be in the word. This is a Bible-based podcast. And God, everything that he teaches us, everything that frame this world he covered in the bible so psalms 23 verse 4 and you guys know this scripture right yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil right for thou art with me thy rod and thy staff they comfort me Did y'all hear that? Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. God disciplines, right? When children are born, children, God put in us everything that we needed. And children love discipline. They really do. They really, really do. When you train up a child in the way that they should go, you begin to teach them how to live, basic principles, right, of living, how to function in the world, how to wash dishes, how to vacuum the floor, how to do the chores around the house. When you teach them, eventually they begin to do it on their own, right? And then they want to show you, look, look what I did, right? Look, look, I was able to give back to you what you taught me. Look, I, I cleaned my room. Look, I vacuumed the floor. Look, I washed the dishes. Look, I got all A's on my report card. Look, I gave my friend, I shared my candy with my friend. Look, they, they love discipline. It is Satan who hates discipline. And that is why we have so many unruly Children, check your households. Check your household. Who is shepherding your household, right? And I, I, I just think it's so dope because when we study the Bible, I would highly recommend because this is something that I'm 
learning to do. I would highly recommend when you're when you're reading a scripture or you're reading a story in the Bible, Google. If your Bible doesn't tell you, because I, I read from the King James annotated reference Bible, and it tells me in the back the date in which this book was written. It tells me if this is the second this 22nd book of the Bible. It tells me who wrote it, where it was written, the purpose, right? And so when you really take into awareness, the context of the Bible or that particular book, you'll be able to apply what idioms they are speaking from. And because King David and King Solomon were a shepherd household, they spoke with shepherd idioms. That is powerful, right? Because people like to, again, twist God's word, but it's, it's not twisted. It's real life. God uses and partners with real life people in order to help us as real life people understand what God does and in the context in which he does it, right? And so, you know, I, I just I just thought that was fire. I, I really did because for years, hearing the scripture that he that spareth the rod, right? We think beating. We think we need to beat our children. But God doesn't beat us. He doesn't. He doesn't beat you down. He doesn't condemn you. And again, I am not saying not to spank your children because there's nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying is you have to, if you train up, how do you train a child? How do you train? You teach, right? You get a personal trainer. They teach you. They teach you how to prepare your nutrition. They teach you how to exercise. They teach you the formation of how to exercise. They teach you, right? So let's let's replace train and let's put teach there, right? Even by definition, teach, to teach. I'm going to Google it right now. Train definition, right? There it is. There it is. The first thing it says, teach a person or animal a particular skill or type of behavior through practice and instruction over a period of time. To point or aim something, typically a gun or a camera at. That's another uh, definition. But the first one, that's what I want to talk. Teach. A person or animal, a particular skill or type of behavior through practice and instruction over a period of time, right? I, you know, God is simple. He's mighty. He's powerful. But his word is simple. And I am, I am learning that. I used to feel growing up, why can't I grasp? what everybody else is grasping. Why does it seem as though I'm not understanding what God is saying? Why doesn't my life reflect how everyone else's life reflect? Right? 
But God teaches us, y'all. He teaches us. This is powerful. Not only just for me, but for everyone who has a desire to learn who God really is. And when I came across that TikToker's video before I took my nap, and that was God's directing, right? I, he always shows me on time what I need. He always speaks on time. But are you listening? It's like a trainer. They're always depositing into you the truth on how to have a better life. But are you listening? Are you listening? Are you allowing the word to take root in you so that when the test of time comes, you know how to war, you know how to fight. You know how to combat what's happening. Our children are not prepared for the spiritual warfare that is happening in the world today because we have not trained them the way that God needs them to be trained. See, you cannot expect anyone to go to battle first without the general. But first and secondly, without being properly trained to fight that battle, right? It's like losing weight. You can't expect someone who's had issues with eating to just know one day how to properly do it. Because what they'll do is they'll go on the extreme, right? I'm just going to stop eating all of this. I'm just going to stop doing all of that. But then you're not teaching yourself. You're just starving that part of you. And some people it works for, but a lot of people they don't because it's been an issue for so long. You need someone to train you, train your mind, right? And that's why they say 21 days, you can break a habit. You can break that training, right? And so here on Truthful Thursdays, we talk about trauma and families healed and revealed. And this is a trauma in the families. Not properly training the children to be children of God. We have raised children of Baal. Of the devil. Yes, they may know. They may, good, may get good grades. And yes, they may have a doctorate degree and they may have a PhD and they may be well off and they may be wealthy and rich. But if you are missing, if you are missing God and the Holy Spirit in Jesus as a center of your life, as, as the Lord of your life, you are missing the most essential part of living because God don't care about your life in the sense of he's not worried about you having Gucci. He's not worried about you having yachts and boats and million dollar home. He's not worried about that. He will give it to you freely. And that's why God said, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all its righteousness and everything else will be added unto you. Right? He cares about your soul. He cares about your salvation. 
and where you will end up eternity for an eternity eternally where you will end up eternally and for an eternity okay that's what god cares that was the purpose that jesus came jesus didn't have to he simply volunteered because they love us they love us he didn't have to it was a choice that's how God created us. God said, let us make man in our image. We have wills. And that's why um, in life, some people make it farther than others. Why? Because their will to do better was greater than their instant gratification. Okay? How are you training up your children, parents. You know, I've been hearing a lot of, of different prophecies and um, I'll probably end up posting it. Uh, but again, there's a sister by the name of Celestial on YouTube, as well as my pastor. And they spoke on these rituals that are happening in our world today. These rituals are passage a passage to life, a passage to brotherhood and sisterhood, a passage to having anything of worth on this planet. And a lot of children are suffering. They are. And, and I tell you, parents, this. If you have not done what God has commanded you to do as parents, and you do not raise your children in the fear and admonition of the father, you are going to be responsible for your children on judgment day. If you have led your children astray as parents, whether you knew it or not, because people like to say, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. I, I, I just didn't know. But God beckons at all of us at individual, as individuals at different times. And God tries to impart to us truth but we neglect it we negate it and because he is a good god he's not going to force you so if you have led your children astray if you have led generations astray through your denial of god's power and truth you will answer for that if you do not get right with the father you will there are a lot of parents today that are selling their children into sex rings, selling their children on Instagram for money. They are allowing their babies, their precious children to be slaughtered. Even in families today and in, in, in past times, molestation from uncles and grandfathers and fathers and mothers and cousins and all of these things that have transpired that should have not. You will have to answer for those things. You know, we, we become judgmental and we judge people and we don't even understand their upbringing. We don't even understand what they have dealt with in their lives to the point of where you met them and how they are, right? You don't understand what they dealt with. 
We don't understand. And all in all, generations are important. Children are the future. They are. And with the devil on a rampage because he is being blindsided, God is coming in and he is cleaning up the earth. You hear me? He is, I'm talking cleaning it up. Everything the devil thought he had established, God is cleaning it up. God says, when I get done, y'all going to know I am the Lord your God. See, in the Old Testament, you do something wrong, you go against God or the man of God, you were immediately dealt with. We live in a time where there are no immediate consequences. And so it causes people to continue in the filth and the debased actions and the lifestyle that they're in because there aren't any repercussions. But God says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever, whatsoever a man reaps, that he, whatsoever a man sows, he reapeth. There's nothing that you do that you're just going to skate by. And it may not affect you in your lifetime, but it'll affect your children. King David, right? He, he killed Bathsheba's husband. Right? So that he could be with her. And King Solomon fell to the same sexual issues that he did. He sure did. He sure did. Hold on. Um... I want to look this up right here. Yeah. David, Bathsheba, and Uriah. 2 Samuel 2, 11 through 12. Mm-hmm. He sure did. He put Uriah, he put Uriah on the front line to be murdered so that he could have Bathsheba to himself because he knew God would not honor taking someone else's wife. So he allowed the enemy to utilize him to kill him so that it would make her a widow, make her available, right? And Solomon, what happened? Delilah, right? Right? No, Samson and Delilah, who was with Solomon? I like to so many Bible stories. Hold on, y'all. Let's see. No, Solomon had hundreds of wives, princesses, and 300 concubines. So, again, he had sexual issues. The seed that is planted, it has effect. And it will produce an exponential harvest, as my pastor says. 
We got to start planting good seeds. We have got to uproot family secrets of devastation. We have got to go back to God's principles, God's ways. That is the only way we as a people are going to survive doing it God's way. It's imperative, y'all. It is It is very, very, very imperative, right? So thank y'all for tuning in today on Truthful Thursdays, Family Secrets. Um, I'm sure maybe it may be a part two. I don't know. God always knows what needs to be said at the right time. And all we can do is allow him to speak because this is based off the inspiration of God. The name of this ministry is Inspired by God. God knows what is happening in our world today. He sees it. He sees it every single day. Every single day day. All right. And we must, we must live holy. We must live right. We have to, we have to. And, um, Yeah, so are you a child of God? Are you a part of the family of Christ? Are you a sheep or are you a goat? Only you can answer these questions, right? So, you know, we have to We have to get in line with God. We really do. There is a lot that's happening in our society that we as a nation, we're going to pay for. We're going to pay for. There are a lot of human sex trafficking rings. There are a lot of children being sold into sex slavery. There are a lot of rituals that happen in the industry, um, in our personal lives. Parents make covenants with the devil all the time. And when you make covenant with the devil, you are causing or giving him access to your children. To your children. To your children. You know, I'm just thankful because God is amazing. (laughs) God is amazing. He really is. Um, Hold on. There's a scripture that I want to read. And it comes from Psalms 27 and 10. And I'm going to leave you with this. When my father and mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. 
So even if you grew up without parents or the proper foundation, God will play that role. He will not even play. He will step in and fulfill that role. And he will be all that you need. I promise you. I am a living testimony of his goodness, his grace, his love, his diligence, his promise. I'm a promised child. I'm a rainbow child, right? I am. God's gift. And so are you. God said, I will not have you ignorant. Right? So share this with your friends, your family. It's really important that we get back to what God says, what God expects, what God wants. How does God see it? What did God say? Right? It really is. Uh, I am your host, Ambassador Denise. God loves you and so do I. I will see you next Thursday on Truthful Thursdays, Trauma and Families Healed. I'm sorry, Revealed and Healed, right? Because in order for God to heal it, he got to reveal it. And I'm going through a lot of revelation in my life, but it's bringing healness. It is it is making me a whole woman and not a broken woman that the devil created or thought that he had. Right? Right? So I'm just going to pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for this word. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for just being God. Lord, you are great. You are amazing. And your word is spirit and truth. Lord, we thank you, Father, for sending Jesus, Lord, to give us direct access to you, Father. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for teaching us the foundations of your word, teaching us how to put your word in context, teaching us how to study your word so that we can apply it to our lives. Lord, we thank you for being the husbandman over our lives as men and women, oh God. Lord, plowing at our hearts, our bodies, and our souls, Lord, that we may become like Christ. Father God, you said that we are made in your image. And we thank you, Lord, for even thinking about us, Lord, for caring about us, oh God, for coming down to give us what thus says the Lord. We thank you for raising up a remnant in this world. Oh God, we thank you for those who speak truth. We thank you for those who hear truth, oh God, and that it is planted on good soil. Father God, that it may take root and Lord, that it may harvest a godly harvest, oh God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for all that you have done in the past generations, all that you're doing in the present generations, and all that you will do in the future generations, oh God. You said that the seed time and harvest will never stop as long as the earth is here, Lord, and it, it ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Even if the devil think he has a hold, Lord, you said it's not going nowhere, oh God. And Lord, we honor you, O oh God, because Jerusalem is your place of reign, O oh God. And doesn't matter how long it takes before you show yourself again in the second coming. Father God, we know that you're coming, O oh God. We will, 
We will tarry, Lord. We will wait at the gate, Lord, with our lamps, with oil, oh God, so that we do not miss you, Father, because you're so good. Thank you for counting us as your children, counting us in that number. Father God, I ask, Lord, for protection. But I ask for your for your grace, Lord, that it goes out, oh God. Arrest your people in the spirit, oh God. Father God, those who are looking for you, God says, knock. Lord, he says, ask and I will answer. Knock and the door shall be open. God says, I am here for you. God says, I love you. I care for you. God says, I will chase you to the end because it's a part of my covenant. It's a part of my promise. God says, I will never lie to you. I am not your abuser. I am not a liar. Every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God will go and be and do what I set it out to do. It will never come back void. And Father God, we thank you. We love you. We honor you. Thank you for families, Lord. Thank you for taking the time to restructure families, Lord, from the husband to the wife down to the children, Lord, so that we can build up godly generations. And Father God, I just ask all these things. We thank you in all these things, Lord, in Jesus' mighty holy name. Amen. God is amazing, and I love y'all. I will see you next Thursday. Until then, be blessed. May the Lord God keep you. May his peace be with you. May his grace shine upon you. Right? His shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Never have I seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging for bread. I'm Ambassador Denise, and until next time, you you be blessed. Bye-bye.